Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, joined today by first-time guest, Coach David Thorpe. Coach, how's it going? It's going well. I'm looking forward to talking a little hoops with you after all that we've seen in uh, America. It'd be nice to talk basketball for a little bit. That's right, yeah. Let's talk a little basketball. Uh, how, How are things in Florida? You're in Florida, right? I live in Clearwater, and uh, we're very fortunate. It's uh, warm. We had a nice, cool weekend, you know, low 70s, and it'll be 80s all week until we might potentially have a hurricane this week, uh, this coming late weekend. <laughs> My wife just flew to L.A., so I'm going to, just to see a friend, and I'm going to have to potentially bat down the hatches. But we haven't had an issue all summer, so I guess we're due for something. That's good. Uh, yeah, so on Fast Break Breakfast, you may not know, we start our show talking about... Oh, I about, know. Okay, talking about breakfast. It's very important. People get upset the few times I forget. Um, so I got to ask you, I mean, it was, it was a big day in America on Tuesday. A lot of people had maybe trouble sleeping, stayed up too late. So I got to know on Wednesday morning, um, did you have a breakfast, like uh, something special or anything? No, I did. I, I'm pretty much a creature of habit, uh-huh. and uh, and so I used to have a, a habit of like a like a kind of a chocolatey breakfast bar, a lot of protein, but definitely mm-hmm. a lot of sugar, and then unsweetened green tea. I drink about six cups or so a day of green, unsweetened green tea, and then I, my wife and I, maybe a month ago, decided to go on a little lighter sugar kick, so uh, more of a clean diet altogether, and uh, we're mostly. Not totally vegetarian, but mildly so anyway. I don't have much meat to begin with. So in the morning, I have real oatmeal. Went today, this morning, I had real oatmeal uh, uh, and uh, just a hint of brown sugar, honey, and then some kashi, you know, something crunchy in there and a lot of chia seeds. And then a big mug of hot green tea unsweetened. And I pretty much have that most mornings. That sounds great. Is So unsweet green tea, that's, that's uh, that's the Coach Thorpe secret? Well, honestly, I, oh God, 2007, I ended up having like salivary gland cancer in my face and, uh, they removed it. I didn't have, it's really not even fair to say I had cancer. They took it out. They didn't know it was cancer. 
Turns out it was, but I didn't have to do anything afterwards other than just keep getting it checked. And so that's been 13 years. So it's like I, I never had it. But from that point, I lost 41 pounds. And you, I just was heavier. I, I wasn't really fat. I probably was, just didn't look it. And so I lost 41 pounds and started drinking a lot of green tea and eating a lot more vegetables. And, and actually trying to spend more time with people that I really love and adore and don't find maddening. Which, and at that time in my life, I was dealing with some maddening partners. Uh-huh. And I'm happy to say that uh, I just celebrated my 30th year of marriage. My kids are off in college. We're twins. We're empty nesters and uh, a lot of uh, unsweetened green tea and a good hearty breakfast and lunch and dinner anyway aren't a bad way to enter. I'll be 56 in February. Not a bad way to do it. That's a, you sound like you got it all all under control. What, what about you? What's your typical breakfast? My typical breakfast, I mean, it changes. During lockdown, I'm yeah. basically just drinking a cup of coffee. Like, the kids get up. They, we make muffins out of, like, a pack a lot. Uh, they like they love Pop-Tarts. They get Pop-Tarts every Wednesday. So today <laughs> was, was, was Pop-Tart week. And, again, it's all yeah. the survival of we've basically been at home and haven't left in, you know, seven months or six months. So it's the little things where we let them have Pop-Tarts every Wednesday. Uh, keeps things going. But, yeah, no, today I was just, just coffee, uh, recover from night before, and uh, that's about it. So maybe I'm not, I'm not as much energy as I would have had if I had that, that real oatmeal, the chia seeds. It's, uh, I all love that it. good energy. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> like I said, I'm a creature of habit. When I lost all my weight, I pretty much for dinner every night had a baked potato with a little like olive oil based margarine and broccoli every day. Like pretty much every night, except you know, my wife and I go out once a week or so. And then even at night, I always ate vegetables. Now I'm a little bit because our twins are gone, my wife will she's actually an amazing cook and doesn't have to worry about four yeah. different meals for people running all over the place. And uh, so we're eating more meat, actually more chicken and fish, but mostly I could eat vegetables every night and never complain. And I could have the same thing. And for lunch every day, I have basically sliced uh, 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 low sodium chicken breast on romaine lettuce wraps that I make myself with a little, just a little Chipotle ranch dressing. Uh, I have that every day, probably five days a week for lunch. So, <laughs> so that's all, isn't I'm that like Jimmy hacker. Butler? Isn't the word that Jimmy Butler eats the same, the same meal every day or something? I, I didn't know that, but honestly, it takes a lot of decision. I'm busy, and I'm, <laughs> okay, it takes okay. a lot of decision-making out. My <laughs> wife knows. like She will always pleasantly ask me, what do you want from the grocery store? But she pretty much knows what to get me. So um, I'm happy, like I said, with, with, the, with our twins gone. We're eating amazing food. And we actually went through a little stretch where she was making uh, special shakes every morning that I, I actually really liked with fruits or vegetables, whatever. But my body didn't like it so much. I think I think the um, almond milk that she was using because we were no, I'm doing no dairy right now. Yeah, or not no dairy, but very little. Uh-huh. And um, uh, it, my body actually was fine with no dairy, but it wasn't fine with the almond milk either. So we're when she gets back from this little trip she's taking, we might come up with a different morning plan. But I happen to love oatmeal and the green tea, and I I uh, read the New York Times, the New Yorker on my computer every morning while I'm eating. That's my routine seven days a week. And I tried the fasting thing for a while and I, you definitely lose weight with it, but I, I like my morning routine. I'm sure you do too. I yeah. like it. So I, I, I'm glad we're back to doing something. Yeah. So I feel like I know you a lot better now, just that entire setup. Now it's re- really added a lot of depth. Uh, to, There's a to, lot of podcasts to, that they, they start the interview, mostly the Hollywood versions of, you know, where you're from, what do your yeah. parents do? I like your version better. No. Let's yeah. just start with breakfast. That's, That's a right. good way to do it. I now know you have man of routine. Yeah. it's uh, good. No, let's let's talk about some basketball. Sure. There, there, there's been a lot of big news, I mean, as far as just in the league. I think one yeah. of the 
more interesting stories of the last week is is Daryl Morey finding a new home yeah. with, with the 76ers. And I feel like the dialogue around that with him joining the Sixers, there's like, what's he going to do with the roster? Are they going to trade some players out? Or are the Sixers going to change their style of play somewhat to fit into more of this Morey ball definition? So I guess my question to you would be, like, how much how much is style of play dictated by a GM? I know we give a lot of credit for everything in Houston to Daryl Morey, but like with Doc Rivers as the coach and already a front office kind of in place and these like established players, like how much can Morey or will it be asked of Morey to change what the Sixers do? Well, I mean, they're paying him, right? They're paying and Daryl and I are friendly and we've been in touch a few times, uh, more than a few times actually since he got the job. Uh, uh, But he ain't telling me any secrets. Right. Um, he, uh, so he's fantastic, I think. And I think you're asking a great question, though. The answer is, it, of course, it depends on the situation. But you got to sit down with your coach and uh, find out, you know, what he thinks of every player on your roster, especially when he's just as new as you are. And then Daryl, who has notes and metrics on every player. Uh, on that roster, he, he could sit down and, and give Doc his own impressions of what the players can do. And I would imagine the conversation begins with Daryl showing Doc where those players have had success in different systems. Doc will be less aware probably than Daryl of some of the metrics. Uh, then Doc could talk about, well, I remember we did this and Ben Ben against us was able to do this and we couldn't guard Joel this way. But when we attacked him this other way, it really worked. And so I think together they can kind of formulate a plan of the roster uh, as is in terms of uh, strategy and and systems to put in place. And then the conversation has to be, okay, what else could you use now and later? What would you do with it? This is Daryl asking Doc. Mm -hmm. And then then Daryl has to make his own mind up. Either, you know what, I like Doc's vision or I don't love that vision or – what Doc, what you're asking for, I can't do because of our salary structure and uh, for our players and the cap and all of that. And so what else can we do? And whether it's to shoot more threes or deny passing lanes more, or play more up-tempo, I mean, these are conversations that they have to have. But but the, the bottom line answer to your question is the GM can have enormous impact on the style. You, you can't ask a team, for example, simply enough to shoot a bunch of threes if they have no three-point shooters. Uh, you can't ask them to play really fast if they don't have any guys that can race. Right. You can't you can't extend pressure without aggressive defenders that like to play passing lanes, whatever. So uh, uh, to me, I would think that the the two Daryl and Doc will sit and talk about what it is this roster can do most effectively that it hasn't been doing. And then also, okay, how do we tweak it? I also think the more important conversation is, are we committed to Joel and Ben? And, I, you know, you know, this, Keith, that Daryl's always hunting for superstars or so few. Yeah. And he's got two, right? Without doubt. Those guys are superstar talents for sure. And so it's it's weird to think that he could trade one unless he got one back. And we're hearing stories about trying to get James Harden, right? Um, if they did, uh, you would think it's going to cost them, you know, Ben Simmons probably. Yeah. Right? Or Joel. But I would think Ben would be the more likely one. And uh, I could see that happening. I don't think it's likely by any stretch, but um, Daryl wants to win right away. He doesn't want to take a couple years off and, and just be okay. And even though Philly should be pretty good next year, the East is pretty good and Harden obviously makes them better. So that's a conversation too. I'm sure Doc is saying, if you can make that happen, we'll, we'll find a way to build a system around him. 
Yeah, I'd like to see Maury in, in Doc Rivers just give that Simmons and Embiid thing a go again. I know it's not like the ideal pairing, but they're both so good, and Ben Simmons is so unique and different. I'm, I honestly, this is just totally subjective. Like, yeah. I, like I don't want uh, James Harden to come in and play with Embiid. Like that doesn't sound as appealing to me. It might be really, really good. I mean, those guys are both incredible. You know, potential MVP type players. But I'd rather see the weirdness of Ben Simmons and those guys like try to figure something out together. Um, can you speak to like the relationship between Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers? I feel like I heard some rumors that like they'd been friendly or that, like Daryl had maybe wanted to work with Doc before. And then like people, I guess, connected dots thinking like, all right, when he left the the Rockets, he kind of was thinking, I'm gonna land in the Sixers. Like, do you know anything about that? I think they were in Boston together and um, my understanding, I've met Doc a few times. He's coached some players that I've trained. Uh, uh, They always liked him. He's a very charismatic person. He's, you know, his, his son was raised in Orlando about 90 minutes from where I live. And uh, when he, when Austin was younger, I I saw him at a number of events and whenever Doc would come into town to play the magic, uh, I would often go to the games and listen to his press conferences in person. There's just four or five of us in the room. These weren't playoff games. And he's a very charismatic person. It seems he, he seems a hard guy not to like um, until, until maybe over time when anyone can get anyone's nerves. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they were together just a year or two, I could see that they get along great. Daryl, Daryl's really interesting because um, he obviously is very bright. He's also very worldly. You know, the 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 tweet about Hong Kong was sad in many ways, but. Like, I don't think most GMs are even thinking about Hong Kong. But Daryl's got friends there, which is the origin of the tweet, was just thinking about his friends. So I think that if I'm Doc Rivers and I've coached an awful lot of players who are close to 50 now, um, and uh, I, I, think, I think I know those kind of guys. I think Doc, who, remember, I'm young enough, I'm old enough to remember Doc as a young player at Marquette. Oh, wow. Like, I watched him uh-huh. at Marquette. And then I watched him with Atlanta, which was the closest team to where I lived in Florida my, my, early in my life. Um, he, Doc, Doc, Doc should appreciate a guy like Daryl. Doc's a bright man who I think has worldly interests. So I could see them being a hell of a partnership. And to your Simmons point, uh, I agree with you. I don't love the Harden fit there. Uh, I also don't love Ben Simmons and Joel together. Not that I don't <laughs> right. think they could win together. I do. But – I want Ben Simmons to go somewhere and play the five and just be the five. Doesn't mean you can't be a primary ball handler. Play him like the, the Heat play Bam. Yeah. Play okay. him like Denver uses Jokic. Yeah. And and don't make him always be the point guard where he's always on the perimeter. Let him live 65% of the time within 15 feet of the basket until he's willing to shoot the ball. But until he's willing to shoot the ball a lot from the perimeter and make it to some degree anyway, you got to be a center. That's what I would tell him. Or a power forward depending on who the five matchup is, which probably needs to be a shooter. So I'd like to see them look into deals. And I've not played with the trade machine, but I did a few months ago. But look into some deals where a team would bring them in as their five and and the Sixers would get back, you know, just more elite shooting and some primary ball handling uh, because Ben can do, you know, Ben does that for them. I, I don't know that Daryl will do that, but I think that'd be fun to see Ben somewhere else as a five and and see the Sixers with, you know, nothing but shooters around Embiid. Yeah, I mean, I mean that—that's both of those guys, both Embiid and Simmons. When you're dreaming of situations for them, you want to surround them both just with shooters. It's like, but yeah, you're right. When they're both together, it does make it a little more 
awkward. Um, one, like as far as like fake trades and people thinking up trade rumors, there is the report. Uh, Shamshrania is talking about how the Pelicans are thinking of shopping Drew Holiday. I, I was trying to come up with a way actually to get Drew Holiday back to Philadelphia. Again, mm. it, it's not 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 the best for spacing, but having that uh, like a, a more true point guard who can actually shoot some, create his own shot off the dribble. Uh, thought maybe he's a guy the Sixers could acquire without giving up Ben or Joel. They could, you know, if something around picks, uh, Matisse Tybal, and then match the salary of either like a Josh Richardson and like Horford or something. Anyway, you know, b- thinking big trades, big swings for the Sixers. But I'm curious your thought on like the Pelicans' motivation here. Obviously, they have a young core with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, um, who's going to get a huge offer this offseason. We assume he's staying in New Orleans. But, like, their decision to trade Drew Holiday and to kind of, like, I guess, recalibrate around their younger players, like, what kind of return do you think they're hoping for? And does it make sense to, like, try to get younger players and or picks or as opposed to just having Drew there to help the team grow? I mean, you could argue both. Uh, and you, you, you could probably do as effectively as I could. Um, I, I happen to like, I thought David Griffin was very smart to announce last year, day one, right. Of the Zion era. This is Drew's team. I thought that was smart and, and in many ways accurate because the last thing you want is for Zion to act like he's the king of the team. He wasn't LeBron James. Not that he wasn't amazing. And he, and he can be a good ball handler. He's not a primary ball handler the way LeBron was when he was a rookie. So I thought that was smart. I, I, they, they really had some bad luck, right? They were very injured. That bad luck probably helped Ingram jump a good degree. And, uh, uh, and so now they've got this you know, loaded player who, who I, I, I love, Brandon Ingram. Um, I think it's wise to be in the playoff hunt every year of Zion's career as opposed to building – kind of starting over and just getting used to losing. I think the Sixers learned a lesson from that and are still in some cases kind of paying for it. Um, and, and just finally lost the coach with it. Uh, I, I just think losing is bad. I, I'm not a guy that likes tanking at all. And, uh, I, I know it worked for the Sixers. This is not, that's a separate argument, but I think, I think Zion gets better faster if he's playing important games more often. And so I like the idea of, of keeping Drew, but I also am aware that you've got to think, medium term, long term too. And I happen to be high on, on their big kid, uh, Jackson Hayes, their, their, their big center, not as high on Lonzo ball. He's okay. But, um, I think that they'd be, they'd be smart. They're going to be smart about looking for deals that, that keep them competitive in the short term. So they are playoff contenders. They're not winning a, a title this year. The West is too strong. They're not getting out of the West. Um, while also building down the road. So I kind of played with, you know, what if they did a deal with Milwaukee and got DiVincenzo, who's now they're starting two, mm-hmm. and you play him with Brandon and Bledsoe, uh, who's, who's a quality player. Bledsoe is a plus player at that position. Uh, and then, of course, they'd probably, you know, get, get some picks. And, and um, that, that, that's not a small thing to get from Milwaukee, who, especially to get it down the road a little bit, Maybe Giannis isn't there, and that becomes a hell of a pick, right? Maybe you do it top five protected. So if the Bucks lose Giannis, um, you know, they, and is aren't are a top five team, there you get a pretty high pick there. I thought about that. I really, I thought it was an interesting deal, maybe with the Kings, uh, to get some picks from them because I just think they're always going to suck. 
until they <laughs> figure out yeah. better management. Maybe and maybe they will now. Um, and you you get a guy like Corey Joseph. Uh, uh, Bielisa is is really a fantastic player who no one appreciates because he's stuck in Sacramento, but he's a great shooter. I think he'd get in better shape if he's in New Orleans. I just think the franchise is better. And then you can play around some other guys and with picks. So so you're not getting that much worse with them. You're still potentially a playoff team. Corey Joseph is good. And you get some picks. And, and obviously you're – and then I think Bielisa is a free agent at the end of this year. The, the most interesting one to me was a deal with the Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. where – if you could, if they would take Drew, who can play off the ball and I think actually does really well when he's not just a primary ball handler. Uh, I trained Drew coming out of college uh, for the draft. He's a, he's just a mature, intelligent young man. Now he's a grown man. Uh, when I had him, he was 18, 19 years old. Uh, to get Lavert and Spencer Dinwiddie would be interesting uh, because I, I actually think Lavert can play with Brandon. And now you've got big athletic wings to go with Zion at four, and Spencer to run your to run your one is a is a very good player. I don't know that the Nets would do that, but they might because if you're Lavert, I don't know that you're crazy about playing as as the complete third fiddle scoring wise uh, with Kyrie and Durant. If you go to the Pelicans, you're sharing time with Brandon and Zion. But those, they're not at the level Durant and Kyrie are. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you might lead that team in scoring. Levert can really score. You probably would lead in scoring, but there'd be three 20-point scorers on that team. And uh, not that Levert has any say anyway. You know, you can trade him if you want to. But that, I, I thought that'd be interesting to see Drew as the third guy with. And I don't care if you have that three, but if you did, you'd have Drew with Kyrie and Durant. And Holiday's the kind of player that can play with those two, and and probably just as effective no matter where he was. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love that fit for Brooklyn. I do. I agree with you. That, like Drew Holiday seems like perfect, a perfect complement to a healthy Kyrie and a yeah. maybe ninety five percent healthy, like Durant. Kevin Durant. Uh, as far as like the Pelican side, like my perspective as a Grizzlies fan, like I'm a hardcore Grizzlies fan. Yeah, the idea of them trading Drew Holiday makes me excited. I'm like, great. Right. Like, get him out of the way. Like, please, by all means, right. um, when Zion is very, very young. Let's let's wait. Let's not try to win games. That sounds awesome to me. Like you said, you know, try to stay competitive. And because I I agree with you. Like I feel like the Pelicans have have a surplus of picks because of the Anthony Davis trade. So like they can just play basketball. And like I guess it's different if like Drew Holiday has somehow let you know that like he will leave next year or right. something. It's like that. Obviously, okay. Then you know try to get something. You know, get him a situation that's mutually beneficial. But otherwise. It seems like getting those reps, getting those competitive reps for Zion and Brandon Ingram is the most valuable thing. And to have them in this, whatever it's going to be next season, if it's going to be a 13-team chase for the eight spots you know, in the West or whatever it's going to be, I would think you just keep Drew. But I guess we don't know the internal situation. And if they can get something where you know, you get uh, Levert, who's younger, and under contract for longer, and maybe a pick or something that you could say, all right, I see how the Pelicans would do that. But again, as a Grizzlies fan, I'm like, great, let's get rid of that guy. That guy, <laughs> that guy's really good, and uh, we're gonna be, you know, perhaps competing against the Pelicans uh, for the next several years here. I'm happy if they voluntarily choose to take a step back. Right, but I think you said, I think you said the most important thing, which is if you're gonna get a sense that Drew wants to go play in Milwaukee or Brooklyn, yeah, and, and he's gonna walk in uh, two years, uh, get something for him now. Like right. he, he's still got a ton of value. He's 30 years old. 
you you got to think medium term. That's why you just and that's why I mean again I don't know if you can get Levert and Dinwoody. I don't know that you can't. Uh, you ask for and you negotiate from there and and maybe you have to throw in one of your picks. Um, and it's worth it probably. Levert's Le, we saw Levert in, in the Orlando bubble it was amazing. Yeah. Right. Very strong. Uh, he and Ingram together are just dynamic. And with Zion, they're, and Jackson Hayes is as af, as athletic a center as there exists in the NBA. Unbelievably athletic player who just turned 20. Yeah, he had the uh, best uh, The best dunk I've ever seen in person was, I think, Jackson Hayes at Summer League this year, where he just, he just jumped over somebody from like nine yeah, feet away from the goal. I mean, it was like, I don't think he touched the rim, but it was one of those where he, Superman threw it in. And I was like, that was... <laughs> It was a really crazy situation last year. On True Hoop, I wrote an article where I, I thought that the Pelicans had really blown an opportunity to take all of the Lakers players when their egos had them lose the deal with the Lakers. Uh, they could have had everyone they ended up getting, plus they could have had Zubac and get their starting five. Uh, and I thought maybe they could even get Kuzma. Like I, I, The Lakers had to get Anthony Davis. This was the argument I made. They had to get Anthony Davis. LeBron signed a three-year deal thinking that they were going to get Davis. Like, that was a done deal. Mm-hmm. He, he, he knew what he was doing. And then because of ego and everything, the deal fell through. So I thought that um, they blew a chance to get that deal done. So, so then I wrote, there's still a chance to do it. Don't wait to see about Jason Tatum and Davis or whatever, because Davis is going to L.A. no matter what. And in my article, I literally wrote, uh, you can still get the deal done. And if you do, you don't need the number four pick. Trade down, add a pick, and uh, and get the number eight. I said you can maybe get the number eight pick. I said seven or eight is what I wrote, <laughs> and take Jackson Hayes, which would give them most athletic four and five tandem in the world, literally the world. Uh, once Hayes becomes a starting player in a couple of years, and I didn't predict it was going to happen. I just fell in love with Jackson on tape at Texas. And then when it happened, I got a few texts saying, like, did, did David Griffin tell you he was doing that? Which, of course, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was pure dumb luck. <laughs> but it does make some sense. with. So my point is, with Hayes and Zion as those kinds of athletes at 4 or 5, and then Levert and Ingram. Ingram's not the athlete Levert is, but but the skill and the scoring, I just think they become a really problematic team for opponents because they, they, can, they can get after you defensively and above the rim, and yet they've got – They'll have three elite scores, with Levert being the worst of the three. I think I think it potentially could be a pretty good thing. Yeah, that does yeah, sound like a good fit. You can also you can you can take credit for nailing that trade. I mean, it sounds like you nailed it. <laughs> no, no reason to, I don't know, uh, yeah. hold yourself down. Uh, finally, to wrap up, it does seem like maybe that the next season is going to start at December on December twenty second. You you're you're plugged in. You know you you have contact with some players. It. I assume everyone but the Lakers is like on board with this. Like I know the Players Association was posturing, I'm guessing, by saying no, that's that's too soon. But a lot of these guys haven't played. So like don't you think maybe the whole league is like ready to yes, let's get this going? Oh, I talked to a uh two players today mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. Uh I think that's no question that the only a few teams and players don't want to come back. Right. And that doesn't cut it. So so to me, the Lakers just have to to rest basically LeBron and uh, Davis, you know, through mid-January. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do. And uh, bring them along slowly and, you know, develop your other players. You're going to be fine. You're going to make the playoffs. You know, play them twice a week if you need to. Um, but uh, uh, the same with the Heat, obviously, with Jimmy Butler. And, and really, Jimmy's the biggest key. Bam, you know, he's young. But um, 
I just think that most of the players want to get back to playing and they want to, they want to make money. Yeah. I assume so. There's a lot to lose if they don't play. I guess the big question is like, how are, how's the league going to do it as far as the spread of COVID has not slowed down at all. And like, how are they going to do it outside of the bubble? I guess that's the other biggest issue. That's, that's, that's the big hurdle. <laughs> Once you get everybody on board is figuring out, figuring out the logistics of how to safely have these teams play their games. Cause it's not like the NFL where like, you know, a one or two guys gets it and sits out a week, like one or two guys sitting out for a week or two in the NBA is like a much bigger deal. Yeah. I think that, uh, rapid testing is the answer. Um, mm-hmm. it, they did in Orlando. They got, they can do it again. They can, they can, they just got to do it on a team by team basis. And, you know, they'll talk to their team about procedures. If you're dating someone, or if you're married with kids and cause kids are exposing, uh, they're getting exposed to the virus when they go to school. Um, it's it, honestly, if we could figure out this presidential election, uh, and I'm not sure we will anytime soon. Uh, I think that the, the next president will establish a rapid testing protocol. You can't make people do it, but make it available much more readily. Um, I want it because my twins can actually go back to class in, in their colleges and not mm-hmm. do everything virtually. It stinks. Uh, um, and they just test every morning. And, and obviously you're not going to be, you're not going to keep it to zero, but you'll, you'll prevent the spread a great deal. Yeah. So I'd, I think they'll do. As I think that's get, yeah, I was thinking, if, if that gets resolved anytime soon, I was actually, uh, Funnily enough, I was in, I was a student at Florida State in Tallahassee during the 2000 election when, uh, I'm going to say, Gore gave it up on December 13th. That's when, uh, it was December 13th before Gore finally conceded. that's that's what I'm saying. And it's (laughs) going to be, yeah. Uh, As we're talking, I'm getting texts from my wife who's on an airplane. Uh Uh, She's texting me, and I guess that some some new votes in Arizona came out and not, not good for Biden. Uh, he had a good lead there, but it's you know not going to be as big, and it's going to be very close there, and there's going to be contesting. But I didn't realize. Did you did you graduate from Florida State? I did graduate from Florida State. Yes, I did. My son's playing basketball there now. He's a freshman. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I went to Florida, but uh, I am going to be a oh, split household. enormous Seminoles fan <laughs> for the next four to five years. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, hey, David, thanks for the time. Really appreciate you coming on. Look forward to the next time. Uh, please, anytime. Just ask and be safe. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fair break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.